We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Omaha's most famous native son was born in 1925 as Malcolm Little to Earl and Louise Little in Omaha, and he spent some time here. So, um, Adam, tell us more about Malcolm X and his time in Omaha and how we remember him. You know, Steve, there's not a lot of hay that can be made of the life of Malcolm X in Omaha, because in reality, it was months. He was born at his home. Bertha Calloway was one of the original North Omaha historians. She was responsible for the founding of the Great Plains Black History Museum. And Ms. Calloway ended up finding out that Malcolm was born at his home, even though his birth certificate says University Hospital. Uh, the kind of informal Jim, Jim Crow segregation in Omaha didn't allow African-American kids to be born at that hospital. However, the doctors would get birth certificates stating that. Malcolm was born at home at 3448 Pinckney Street, uh, right by the Adams Park, the present-day Adams Park, uh, in 1925. When he was born, his mother, Louise, uh, was the mother to two other kids, uh, three other kids, including Wilfred, who was born in 1920, Hilda, who was born in 1920 in Omaha, Filbert, who was born in 1923 in Omaha, and of course Malcolm himself, born in 25. She went on to have a couple of other kids um, with Malcolm's father, Earl. Earl Little was a Baptist preacher, informal. He didn't have a church and a congregation and all that, but he was known to whip out a mean sermon every now and then and really go at it. He was also a community organizer for Marcus Garvey's organization that was called the United Negro Improvement Association, or the UNIA. The UNIA was notorious nationwide uh, for preaching the back to Africa gospel and a black empowerment gospel and a black nationalism gospel that was focused on empowerment, focused on purpose, focused on pride, and focused on strength. And Earl Little was known to set up a box on a corner, street corner in, on 24th Street and preach to African-Americans the message of these Garveyites who were the followers of Marcus Garvey. These Garveyites really just went full bore uh, to tell their brothers and sisters that, hey, we need to go back to Africa. We need to be empowered. We need to do our thing. And Marcus Garvey and his followers attracted a lot of, of white response, you know, in our nation where white um, dominance is so prevalent, white supremacy is so controlling. Uh, this message of black empowerment was very threatening. The, the Klan in Nebraska at that point, uh, in 1925, had 45,000 members statewide. 45,000 members statewide. There was a women's branch. There was a kids' club. They even held an annual state convention in Lincoln. So it shouldn't have surprised anybody when the Ku Klux Klan rode up to the Little House at 3448 Pinckney in the middle of North Omaha and started smashing windows in 1925 to tell Earl Little to shut up. 
Earl wasn't there. It was only Louise, his wife Louise, and the small children, including her baby Malcolm. And uh, it scared everybody in the family. And they ended up moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin within a year uh, and leaving Omaha. Malcolm Little ended up becoming Malcolm X in 1952 after he uh, he joined the Nation of Islam. In 1964, he ended up taking the name El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz. And uh, that same year, 1964, he came back to Omaha and spoke at the Elks Club on Lake Street. I still haven't find, been able to find a transcript or any kind of notes about that specific speech, but I'm looking for them. If anybody has them, just let me know. Anyway, it was the next year in February uh, when... El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz was assassinated in New York City by the Nation of Islam. That same year, uh, the original Malcolm X birthplace, the Little House at 3448 Pigney, was owned by the Moore family. But they didn't know the house's history and demolished the house later that year. Learning about that history, Mrs. Rowena Moore, who is actually a union organizer down at the stockyards, this is in 1965, she started a movement to honor Malcolm X. In 1971, she opened the Malcolm X Memorial Shrine at the location of the house. It snowballed from there, Steve, and all kinds of action began happening. In 1968, David Rice, who was a young community organizer in North Omaha, who eventually became known for his role in the Rice and Poindexter uh, frame-up that happened by the CIA and the FBI, David Rice started an event uh, that happened at what they called Malcolm X Park. Malcolm X Park was the old Kuntz Place Park, Kuntz Park. Uh, and they gathered people at a people's picnic. Uh, the Black Panthers got involved. They collected um, money from North Omaha businesses to host this people's picnic. And in 1968, they had their first annual uh, Malcolm X Day celebration. Well, that celebration grew and changed over the years. And then in 1970, it was this awesome thing that included events, a parade, a festival, dinners, all hosted by the Wesley House. The Wesley House did this for several years um, and really commemorated the life of, of Malcolm X uh, in all kinds of action. Then in 1979, after Rowena Moore had started the Malcolm X Memorial Foundation, they hosted the first ever Pan-African Festival. At Malcolm X Park. The city of Omaha had declared Malcolm X weak. The mayor had signed testimonies to everything that was happening. Students were conducting walkouts for Malcolm X Day uh, from Tech High and North High and Central High and eventually several other schools in Omaha. And all of this commemoration was going on all around the city. In 1982, the city of Omaha declared the Malcolm X birth site a landmark heritage uh, site. And they named it an Omaha landmark. So all of this commemoration was going on. The foundation ended up bringing in national speakers from universities around the country and different scholars who had written about Malcolm X and really began a whole series of parades and events that happened every year at Malcolm X Park, at uh, up and down 24th Street, and all throughout the heart of North Omaha to really commemorate his life. 10,000 people showed up for the parade in 1971. Uh, thousands showed up in the early 80s for another parade. The Wesley House um, actually began hosting different Malcolm X Day events as well, uh, in conjunction with the foundation and on their own. And they hosted the festival for several years. In 1985, 
uh, Malcolm X estranged older brother, Wilfred Little, he came to Omaha for the celebration. Uh, so there was a lot of effect that was happening. You know, Charles Drew Health Center, they ended up hosting annual runs for a couple of years to celebrate his life. Then in 1985, the foundation partnered with a black-owned production company called Midwest Video to provide an international satellite broadcast about the life of Malcolm X. They ended up doing that for a couple of years. Another great way that Malcolm was celebrated in the city early on, in 1986, the mayor gave a Black Excellence Award to the foundation to acknowledge the work of Rowena Moore and other people who were involved in really commemorating the life of this international icon. You know, an interesting thing happened that same year, though. Senator uh, Chambers, Ernie Chambers, nominated Malcolm to become a member, uh, to become inducted in the Nebraska Hall of Fame. And uh, that turned out to be a pretty controversial event because of the controversial life that Malcolm X led and the misunderstandings of white people in Nebraska. Malcolm wasn't inducted in 86. He wasn't inducted in 2004 when the commission that runs the Hall of Fame nominated him again, but they didn't end up bringing him in. Regardless, the annual celebrations continued on. It was in uh, 2002 that the University of Nebraska Black Studies Department began hosting a Malcolm X festival at the university, really focused on kind of an academic perspective of the life of Malcolm X. That festival continues to this day, as well as um, the work of the Memorial Foundation, which continues today. In 2010, they opened up the Malcolm X Memorial uh, Center right at 34th and Evans. And over the years, they've been compiling different land around the center to really build up a memorial garden in different spaces and and have been pitching out different ideas to really commemorate Malcolm X's life and black empowerment and the different things that Malcolm X stood for, including interracial unity at the end of his life. Why, even this year, in May, the foundation's hosting a week-long celebration to honor Malcolm X's legacy in Omaha and beyond internationally. They're going to have forums, art competitions, performances, all kinds of things. So this work continues of memorializing and remembering the life of Omaha's most important, most famous, and honestly, Steve, the most impactful person that might have ever come from Omaha, Nebraska, Malcolm X, who died as El Haj Malik El Shabazz. And that's a little bit of, of the history of Malcolm X in Omaha. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.